Hi everybody, I'm John Sherwood and this is my podcast where I seek to fuel faith in Jesus in the 21st century. I'm a minister of the gospel and believe in making disciples who make disciples because Jesus really is beautiful and amazing and worth following with everything that we have. You can check out more resources at my website, johnsherwood.com, where I write about the intersection of faith and modern culture, as well as Bible study, leadership, and faith interviews, all designed to help ignite and fuel faith in Jesus Christ. And with all that, let's dive into the episode. Today I have the special privilege of having a guest speaker here with us and uh, having an opportunity to have a conversation with John Eldridge. Uh, John Eldridge uh, is a part of Ransom Heart Ministries, and uh, if you don't know, he's written uh, one or two books, uh, one that was uh, quite famous and really formative for me, uh, Wild at Heart, many years ago. I read it, I believe, for the first time in 2002 when I was a very young Christian and a younger man, and I remember it being so formative uh, for me. And I remember, if I'm honest, uh, just the takeaway for me was, oh, this is great. I got to get out in the wilderness and love God. And it spoke to this kind of outdoorsy part of me. And then I reread it about seven years later after I had gotten in touch with a few things of my own life and heart. And it was like I had totally missed the point of the book, which was this connection with God as our father and even the interplay that our understanding and relationship with God as our father has to do with our own biological father. And it absolutely rocked me because I grew up without a dad and uh, I realized that so much of that had um interwoven into my faith and into my understanding as God as a father. And so, uh, John, thank you so much for joining us here today. Oh, I'm delighted to be here, John. That's a, that's a beautiful story. I love the, the two passes through Wild at Heart. Oh, yeah, that's good. I, jo- I joke with people all the time. I'm like, yeah, I read it the first time. and It's like I didn't read it. <laughs> so uh, yeah. thank you. But, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's amazing, right? When you get to read books and you even read the same book at different points in your life and how it interplays and, and interacts with you differently as you're different. And obviously, uh, the Bible, the Word of God does that more than anything. And um, I'm just really grateful that I get a chance here to uh, talk with you. And um, obviously, I have esteemed you from afar through your writings for many years. Uh, but thank you again for taking the time. So obviously, this is a very unique time in our world. I had uh, gotten this on your schedule and worked with uh, you know some of your administration there to try to set up this call months and months ago long before covid-19 was really a reality for any of us yeah. Thought, oh yeah what you know what am i going to talk to john about and what can we dialogue about and here we are in the midst of covid-19 everyone self quarantining staying at home our lives have dramatically changed everything's virtual on a screen now and so i thought hey we've got to talk about this right i mean what yeah. how, is, how is your life personally being impacted? How is your personal ministry being impacted by all of this? Well, I don't like it. Um, I've not been a fan of technology up to this point. I I think all of us were way too plugged in Mm. before the pandemic. (laughs) Right. Um, And and I think, uh, so I've I've been a Christian therapist for 30 years. And I just think in terms of the care of the soul and our life with God, uh, we got to be really careful how much technology we're using now, because mm-hmm. now that we're stuck at home, the temptation is to spend all day on screens, mm-hmm. you know, whether you're binging on Netflix or, right. you know, um, we really, uh, what I want to do, my short answer is I want to make the enemy regret it. Mm. Like, um, this is an opportunity, I think, for believers to really get back with God 
and mm-hmm. go deep. And we've got time for prayer. We've got time for for reflection, for reading. And that's, I'm trying to, so like everybody else in the world, I'm on all these Zoom calls, right? <laughs> and, and, right. But I'm trying to keep some space of this time and say, wait a second, like I I consecrate this to Jesus. Like I literally, I'm consecrating my quarantine or whatever, my stay at home. I consecrate this to you, God. I I want to I want to go deep um, because as a therapist, let me swing around from that angle. This is actually super stressful on yeah. on the human psyche. Like th- this is this is tough. Right. Um, and some people aren't even being touched right now, you know, and human beings need to be touched. They need to be hugged. They need to see people every day. Like that's just how we're wired. Right. Um, so, so I would say gang, like be aware of how stressful this is mm-hmm. and then do some things deliberately to deal with the stress. Okay. Like, so let me, get let some, me pull on that thread a little bit. So yeah, please, obviously, you know, um, super stressful time, right? Even for the most mentally healthy of any of us, this is super stressful, much less going into something like this. You're already struggling with depression or anxiety or some sort of other mental unhealth issue. Um, How can uh, we as individuals, right? Uh, And then secondarily, how can we as a community of believers uh, be able to do some things that would really help us spiritually, mentally, emotionally through these very stressful times? Yeah, so let me let me jump to the second part because what I would say is reach out to each other, mm. uh, reach out, make contact, and in fact, you know, we're not like literally locked in our houses. I right. mean, unless maybe you're in New York in an apartment, but like honestly, like ride your bike by a friend's house and say mm. hello from twenty feet away. Like have a real conversation. Right. You know, look over your fence and check in on your neighbor. Like right. honestly, like that that sort of human contact for people especially for people who are sheltering alone right now mm. can be a lifesaver. Yeah. Uh, and so particularly like if you know somebody who's alone doing this right now, uh, make a point to reach out and, and, and say, Hey, I can, I can pull my car up and say hello and we can have right. a chat. And yeah. That, that'll really mean a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I was talking to a, a brother in our, in our local church here and he was talking about how he got some parking lot fellowship with some other guys. They just drove up into a parking lot, like in a Walmart or something and, you know, rolled their windows down sort of cop style, you know, how the cops sort of yeah. like, dialogue with each other. And he said it was really great, really helpful. And so we're actually exploring other ways to get more people involved and maybe have some sort of community opportunities yeah. where people can still s- practice safe social distancing, but still have a level of contact and intimacy and interaction that that screens just can't afford yeah yeah i i really encourage that and and here's kind of a radical idea but i'll throw it out there um you know our son and daughter live here in town and they are totally self-isolating quarantine and so are we so we're actually a protected unit it's mm-hmm. as if they live with us so we we've seen them a few times and, and mm-hmm. we don't hug and we you know but we we see them, we let them come over, we chat on the front porch, that kind of thing. And just to see and talk to a real human being is super important. Now, right. now let me let, let me suggest something else because Jesus had us do something before COVID came out that is just astounding now. We built an app called the One Minute Pause. Hmm. And, and it was designed for the world that was all chaotic and spun up and everybody's, you know, and, and it, it, it takes you through a very simple practice of reconnecting with Jesus. 
And literally, there's a one-minute version. There's a three-minute, a five-minute, a ten. It's a free app. Awesome. And this thing, this thing has been exploding. We're getting a thousand downloads a day because the stress right. and the anxiety and the uncertainty. So when you asked about anxiety and depression, like th- these are real concerns. Mm. And what we're finding is, is this app, it's free, folks. It's called the One Minute Pause. It, it just helps you get back to Jesus. It helps right. you center and it helps you, um, 1 Peter 5, 17, cast all your cares on him. Right. Uh, it, it helps you let it go. If only for a moment or two, right. it helps you let it go. So uh, honestly, I'd give that a big shout out. That's really great. You know, actually last Sunday uh, here in my local uh, church, I actually had an interview with a good buddy of mine, another pastor over in Atlanta. And we were talking about this very concept. We were talking about how do we slow down? How do we make the most of these opportunities where we're sort of being ground to a halt? And he talked a lot about some of the you know, spiritual formation disciplines, meditating, his own personal experience of learning how to meditate for a minute and then bumping it up to three minutes and, and how really radical that was for him, even in exposing and surfacing how difficult it is for us, how difficult it is to quiet yeah. ourselves, to slow down, to... To, to let go and release the stress, the angst, to, to be still. That's a, it's a really challenging thing. I, and, you know, obviously, I'm sure every generation thinks that its challenges are some of the greatest in human history, but it's hard not to think that in our modern lives, there is a level of stress and busyness that perhaps has been unparalleled and, and how difficult it is now for us to slow down. And so if I can maybe dive in a little bit more there. So, for the for the average person now in the West that's, you know, self-quarantining, they're at home, maybe they're out of work, maybe they literally have nothing to do, they don't even know how to structure their day, why do I even need to get up out of bed? Uh, for others on the other side of the spectrum, they're working harder than ever, you know, people on the front lines in the medical industry, etc., um, maybe they're working long hours, really risky situations, and wherever that is on the spectrum, you know, I'm sure the stress is just skyrocketing. How would you say that, you know, you talked about the enemy really um, taking a hit and really being defeated through this time and that the church can can rise up and to, to experience victory in the midst of these circumstances. What are some ways that you think Jesus might be trying to lead his church through a transformation time in the midst of this kind of adversity and suffering? Okay, that's huge because I actually have thought a lot about that. Um, we have been a people of distracted attention, mm. just distracted because of all the, you know, your right. social and your email and your texting and your right. Slack and da da da. You know, right. we've been distracted. Come on, right. let's be honest. Um, and we have been divided in our affections. But mm. we, um, we we really have. We've all grown up in a phenomenally comfortable world in the West. I mean, you, when you have a economy that can support cupcake stores right right like that's a really cushy culture okay so um Divided attention, divided affection. And I think Jesus is using this opportunity to say, come back, come mm. back to your first love. I want to have your attention and I want to have your affection. And here's the cool thing. 
that's how revivals get started. Right. If you look back at the history of revivals, it is the people of God falling in love with God again. Mm. And so here in this shelter at home time, like there's phenomenal teaching online. There's what you're doing on your podcast, your church, there's worship. Like you um, make a routine, folks, make a, you need a routine in your, in your self quarantine. Don't stay in your jammies all day. (laughs) Don't, don't just eat potato chips. Like you need a routine. Right. And part of your routine is loving Jesus. Mm. Just take, and it may be seven minutes. It, it may be 30. It may be an hour of worship in the evening. Just turn the music on, but start loving Jesus. And then let me tell you how this is going to accelerate. Yeah. So I think what the church can do in this hour right now is this is a gospel moment, folks. I'll tell you as a therapist, like any, anybody will tell you in the counseling world, when someone's life is shaken, Mm. They they will look at the, the house of cards that they built their life on. Yeah. But as soon as that window closes and we all go back to our cupcake lives, that window's gone. Mm. So right now we have a phenomenal opportunity. And here's what I want to ask people to do is we pray for an outpouring of the revelation of Jesus in the world. Mm. Like this is a gospel moment and people are shaken mm. and, and they are asking questions. They're hurting. Right. And 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 so for us, first, we love Jesus, mm-hmm. and then we pray for people that we know to come to know Jesus. Like, start praying for your neighbors, man. They're stuck at home. Like, right. pray that God will meet them. Pray that they, they you know, they come to a saving faith in Christ. Mm-hmm. I think this could be a great awakening. Yes. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned that because— um, you know, as we're as we're talking right now, it's Holy Week. You know, we're leading into uh, Good Friday and Easter Sunday, and uh, the internet has sort of been taken by storm by this guy named John Krasinski. I'm not sure if you've seen the Some Good News channel that he's doing, but uh, he's a, a young actor, and he started, uh, you know, really famous from The Office. And he he started doing uh, just these short little 15 minute clips. Oh yes, I've heard about these. Yeah. yeah. He's just yeah. sharing good news with people, and it is caught on like wildfire. I saw yesterday at CNN is basically biting the same concept. They're sharing good news now, and like major news networks are are realizing like inundating people with bad news all the time is not great. <laughs> and so I've been thinking about this that as Christians, right, as the bride of Christ, we have the good news, right? We're getting ready to celebrate it. Uh, in a very special and unique way this Sunday about the risen Lord Jesus and how that piece of good news um, is what allows us to um, have a different perspective through all of this adversity and suffering. Like you were saying, people are realizing the house of cards that their lives are built on, how, how everyone's mortality is pushed more to the front of their mind. And how as Christians, this is a great opportunity for us to, to be more secured in our own faith, that yep. our, our eternal life is not based on these temporal things, as well as motivated uh, to meet this gospel moment uh, with great vigor and faith uh, as people are really searching. And so I really appreciate those thoughts because I, I agree. I think that this is a unique opportunity on the world stage that yep. uh, people are really considering uh, things beyond this temporal life. And what a great opportunity for the church to step up and meet that. And so, John, thank you so much for taking the time here. Thank you for talking with me. I really appreciate it. Um, and any closing thoughts or remarks that uh, you would like to share? 
Well, I'm serious, folks. So get the one minute pause. Like it will, it, it, you're going to love it. People are really finding peace mm. and Christ and recentering it. It's free. Mm. iPhone and Android. It's called the one minute pause by Ransomed Heart. Because from there, you know, your friend was talking about just start with a minute. Right. And, and then go to three minutes. You know, right. like we can, we can learn. Right. To, to, we can learn to really be intimate with Christ again. And then from there, you're just going to have a lot better, you're going to have a lot better perspective on all this, folks. Right, right. Well, thank you again, John. I really appreciate it. And uh, may God continue to use you in your ministry and through your family. And uh, may we all meet this moment with great faith. Thank you. Likewise, John. Bless you guys. Thank you for listening to this Faith Fuel podcast. We look forward to seeing you next time.